Good day, everybody. This is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian, and these are Curious Conversations, episode 59. Episode 59. We've done 59 of these bad boys. So, uh, the purpose of this episode is we're going to uh, go through the first half of the Declaration of the 13 States of the United States of America their Declaration of Separation and Independence from Great Britain, uh, written back in 1776, throughout the year of 1776, ratified um, as late as, or by the 13 colonies, so as to really kick off the Revolutionary War. Uh, We are uh, dealing with turmoils ourselves going on right now, and hopefully this podcast will give you a good idea of the do's and don'ts of dealing with despots, the do's and don'ts of uh, when is it time to revolt, when is it time to reform, when is it time to amend and alter, or when is it time to abolish and establish a new. We're going to go paragraph by paragraph, line by line, word by word, and hopefully I will do better than your civics teacher and explaining the uh, points that our founding fathers made in the drafting of this declaration of separation and independence. Uh, Enjoy. Uh, Let me know what you think of this episode uh, by way of either A, commenting, uh, send me an email at ZacharyKameen at Yahoo.com. Make sure that you put in the subject heading, uh, you know, Curious Conversations or Episode 59, something of that effect, so I know uh, what the purpose of your coming, and I don't just assume that it's just some Nigerian prince offering me money. Uh, also, you can find me on Twitter at ZacharyKameen, on Parlor at ZacharyKameen, or find me on Facebook at Zachary Kameen. Um, and again, you can email me at ZacharyKameen at yahoo.com. I'm a very simple man. All I got is my all. And I promise I'll give you that and much more. In fact, I'm going to give you an episode. Enjoy. Good day, everybody. This is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian, and these are Curious Conversations. Today, we're going to start our walkthrough of the United Declaration of the 13 United States of America, commonly known as the Declaration of Independence. We're going to do it paragraph by paragraph, as separated, as distinguished Um, by the authors themselves. Uh, As many already know, but if those who don't know, uh, it is mostly drafted by Thomas Jefferson, though, of course, many edits, many uh, drafts were created. Uh, It was an effort amongst the whole Continental Congress to create. Um, Obviously, the bulk of it is Thomas Jefferson's own words. Um, he is also the one who drafted the final draft that everybody signed. Uh, 
but it was with compromises and uh, changes to especially the wording, but the thrust is roughly the same. So we will uh, start the reading, and then I will also give comments um, per paragraph. Um, I will seek to do my best to emphasize the words and the phrases that uh Thomas Jefferson and the draft, other drafters of the Declaration sought to be emphasized. Um, we know that they're desired to be emphasized by way of uh, their capitalizing the letters. Uh, it is, it's important to um, know that uh, they were very mindful on making sure that the readers of the Declaration knew uh, what their um, meaning was and what was most important. So as I'm reading, you'll hear me uh, pause in certain areas to kind of emphasize. I will also inflect my voice again so as to allow the listener to know what, as a reader, would notice to be an interesting difference in uh, the style of writing a certain word. So, let's begin. The United Declaration of the 13 United States of America. So, let's pause right there just because this is a breaking point. Uh, it is important to know that this, the title of it is that it is in all capital letters, the United Declaration. Then in lowercase letters, of the 13 united, and then back into all capital letters, states of America. So if we removed the lowercase ones, it would say something like the United Declaration States of America. Uh, so the point is that they're emphasizing that one, they're emphasizing the United Declaration, that this is a united front, they are all in agreement, there is a ratification from all 13 colonies, now states, and they are emphasizing not the unity, they are not emphasizing the fact that they are united, they want to emphasize that they are individual states. If you ever talk to me about uh, American history, especially the founding, you will hear me often uh, rant and rave about this one point, that our founders did not create a new nation. They did not establish a new nation. That was one of the stumbling blocks, one of the uh, stones of stumbling that they stumbled all over themselves about, was that they were not a nation. They were not a nation. They are a union of 13 individual states with a common constitution, and in this case, a common declaration. So let's continue. When, in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitled them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that we should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. So the capitalized words are 
when in that one all the letters are capitalized and then there are four or four or five more that are capitalized there's course which capital C laws of nature uh, the L and the N are capitalized and then nature's God uh, the word course laws of nature and and nature's God are all linked to each other as they are all referring to the same thing it is God who coursed the events it is in it was coursed by way of the laws of nature but they are recognizing the overarching sovereignty and providence of God in the midst of it uh, this is an important uh, point that needs to be made uh, this declaration was not created in a vacuum they did not create it all willy-nilly they did not create it uh, because they were feeling uh, good one day they created it because there were human events which impelled them and made it necessary to dissolve the political bands which connected them to England uh, and to assume uh, assume those powers and to create what they called a separate and equal station so they want to have an equal power an equal sovereignty to England and to all the other powers this being uh, given not by men nor through men but by God and that they felt themselves to be entitled uh, to this and they believed that it was a out of respect to their progeny out of respect for those who would look back on history and also their contemporaries of their day that they they felt required due to the opinions of man to give the causes which impelled them to the separation and they go on from here we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness so that's the next paragraph it should be stated that the capitalized words are we creator rights life liberty happiness it is also important to point out that uh, the that there are two main truths that our founders wanted to highlight one is that men are created and that men are endowed both the creation and the endowment are given by God. Uh, we are we see and, and it is emphasized that they are self-evident. It was the Creator who created, and it is the Creator who also endowed. And that those um, what He endowed were unalienable rights. These are things that cannot be taken away.
or separated from a people. That being right, the rights being life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So it's the life, liberty, and happiness that are the rights. We continues on. I should uh, make a point that the reason why this is important is one, that this is not things that were given by way of monarchy, by way of aristocracy, by way of democracy. These are given by theocracy. So these are things, these are rights that are endowed by the theos, not the despos, the tyrannos, the aristos, or the demos. They are given by God himself. And since you cannot usurp God's authority, you cannot usurp these rights, which is why they are they are acknowledged to be from him so as to uh, uh, make it to where you, you can't take them away. What's in heaven is out of reach of earth, which are our, our rights. So moving on. Uh, to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their powers from the consent or the consent of the governed. So here is the next important point. The point of government is to help secure these rights, to defend these rights, to prof- provide a security of life, liberty, and happiness. That's the whole purpose of instituting governments. Uh, the reason why you don't want to have anarchy is because there, at that point, is no ins- there is no security for your rights. There is nobody to protect you. Now that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, try it out. Uh, it just means that, you know. Uh, the old saying, it feels a whole lot like flying when you're falling this far. Uh, when there is no frame for your freedom, your freedom will quickly collapse. And so that is the reason why you establish a government. It is a, a foundation and a frame by which freedom is founded upon. Moving on. This is the longer one, uh, but this will and this will also be the uh, end of the podcast. I'm going to break it up into a couple parts. This uh, this uh, episode, I'm going to do a couple episodes for this. Uh, I should also say before I move on to the last and uh, longer uh, paragraph of this ep- uh, this episode that. Uh, it ends with that their powers are derived from the consent of the governed. So there is no power that our government has that is not given by 
us who are being governed by them. I'll say that again. There are no powers given to our government that we did not explicitly consent to give them. We did this by way of election of representatives to whom provided the powers of the government. So this is why you must be an informed people. You must be an informed governed. Because if you aren't, then you are consenting to things that you do not very well understand and then you can't get mad when you didn't read the terms and conditions and then find out that you agreed to something that having known what it was uh, you would not have signed up for but so we move on that whenever any form of government now this isn't referring to any government whether it be aristocracy uh, monarchy democracy any form any shape in which government takes that any form of government um, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than the right themselves uh, to right themselves by abolishing the forms which they are accustomed but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably to the same object evinces a design to reduce them under an absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Alright, so that's the long paragraph. Uh, to go through real quick, the, high, the uh, capitalized words are form, government, right, people, Government, safety, happiness, prudence, governments, but, object, despotism, government, guards. So you can hear from that chapter, or from that book, from this paragraph, the main focus is, and the main thrust of this paragraph is government the government or the governed and the purpose of being governed by a government right. so to move through this uh, when so the question that is being answered in 
this paragraph is when or what is the purpose of a government and when is it appropriate to transition a government or to abolish slash uh, what's the word that they use to abolish or alter that government so and to institute a new government they they say that when it becomes destructive of the ends of as it is written earlier uh, the that it's destruct if it's destroying life liberty and the pursuit of happiness if it's not securing but instead it's destroying those rights then it is conducive it is appropriate to seek uh, to alter or abolish this government Uh, it's I should state that when with the BLM movement there are the two camps if you ever notice especially with the defund the police portion of it uh, there are uh, people on both sides of the camp who uh, claim or both sides of the camp claim that the police have acted as despots. Uh, they are acting as uh, arbitrary and capricious rulers, and must be once one camp of it say that it needs to be altered, and the other say it must be abolished. I, it should be pointed out that both are valid responses to despotism. Americanly speaking, not constitutionally speaking, but uh, declaration um, speaking, uh, that is a perfectly legitimate on both sides to be seeking. Uh, So if if you are in that camp that says that uh, the police are despots, or at least your police department is acting as a despot, uh, that is the problem. The problem is it's despotism. I should say despotism, um, the definition, the working definition that the founders had and that I have is a despotism is a power in which there is no appeal. Uh, there is, it is an arbitrary power in which there is no appeal. That, that is the, or no real appeal. There may be an illusion of an appeal, but there is no real appeal. So that is, uh, or a way to fight the power. So that is the definition of despotism. So if you have a crooked or power-hungry cop who uh, plays judge, jury, and executioner of his powers, and when you write him up or you complain, it doesn't get anywhere, there's no response to the complaints, there is no uh, movement as far as uh, seeing change happen or alteration or abolishment happening that's despotism okay so there's the working definition in the case of what's going on right now uh and now it needs to be said that if you seek to abolish the government so you can either alter altering means that you're going to keep that form of government but change the way that it works or abolish. Now abolish is important to talk about. 
especially with those on the abolish side of the defund the police movement. Uh, the founders recognized that if you are going to abolish a form of government, you must at the same time institute a new government. There cannot be a time of anarchy. There cannot be a time of lawlessness. Because uh, the reason behind it is the purpose of a government is to secure those rights. And so to not have a government period means that there is no security period. If those who are saying uh, anarchy are saying no rights in effect, or at least no effective rights, okay, because you are allowing strong men to control the weak men, because all it takes is a strong man to silence a weak man, maybe even two weak men, so now you can have uh, a third of the country being stronger than two-thirds of the country controlling uh, the country because the one-third is stronger than the two-thirds. Therefore, moving on, uh, if you're going to abolish a government, as it says in this paragraph, you must institute a new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such a form as to them shall be most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Do you hear me, my brothers and sisters? If you're going to defund the police, if you're going to abolish the police and not just simply reform it and not just simply alter it, then you must establish another form of government so as to affect the safety and happiness of the people in which that despot, that despot department was established in. So if you are in Detroit or Chicago or Taylor or uh, Baltimore, Maryland or in Minneapolis, Minnesota, whatever district you're in and you want to uh, abolish that department, then you must have another form that's better lined up. Now here's the argument for alteration, where it says, Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light transient causes, and accordingly all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable, than to right them themselves by abolishing the forms which they are accustomed. So, here is the argument for alteration versus abolition. Now keep in mind, we in America called for the abolition of a tyranny. But even in our declaration, we create the argument for a simple alteration or uh, the call for reforming the government that we have. Uh, the reason behind it is prudence. It is recognized that when you shift governments, when you simply abolish governments and put in new governments, it does not cause an instant 
uh, an instance of happiness or safety. In fact, it creates a transition period where uh, you um, have uh, strong men trying to control weak men, uh, trying to take advantage of the new government, trying to redefine what is meant, things of that nature. So therefore, when you are dealing with, uh, or which is why our founders make a point to say that you shouldn't abolish a government or even alter a government due to transient, what's the wording, due to transient causes or light causes. So you must establish whenever you are seeking to abolish or even alter a government, are you simply going, can you be accused, I should say, of simply uh, taking advantage of a bad situation, um, the BLM movement, the Antifa uh, movement, uh, are those simply transient and light causes? Now here's the thing, this is, I am anti-Antifa because they recognize despotism but do not seek to establish another government. And so this is my issue with Antifa, is that they recognize the problem, but do not actually create a solution. Uh, because uh, they don't have a setup. You, you, if you are seeking to abolish, you must establish at the same time. There cannot be a vacuum, or else you will find yourself in a worse despotism that you originally were in. You, if the purpose is safety and happiness and to secure rights, which is exactly what it should be, which is what a government is for, you cannot seek to disestablish or to abolish or alter an established government without actually securing the rights of the people by way of establishing a new government. So, they go into, next, the reason why, as the 13 states are declaring that they find it prudent to abolish and establish new forms of government. So abolish the old and establish anew. The reason behind is, here is the reason why it is better to abolish versus alter. Uh, when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably to the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government. And to about or to provide new guards for their future security. So, as I was just saying, they they are saying you you cannot just simply abolish a government. You must also set up a new government, a guard. And the reason why it's word guard is that you are seeking to guard these rights. You are not simply you are and you are protecting the people's rights from 
despots. And uh, that is the end of this paragraph. Uh, in the next episode, I will be getting into their reasons by which and their grievances by which they find themselves uh, necessitating a revolution, a declaration, and an abolition of the tyranny of Great Britain. That is it, and that is all for today, guys. I do want to cut it short, uh, only because the next paragraphs are dealing with the grievances that our founding fathers had historically with the king of England, the tyranny of uh, Great Britain, the uh, parliamentary system, and uh, there's just a lot of historical context that needs to be established in it, and that would take a good long time. And I want to make sure that I have it all written down, make sure that I'm not doing you guys a disservice on this podcast. And if I was to do both episodes in one fell swoop, this would take hours upon hours, uh, and there'd be way too much rambling. So what I'm going to do is make it to where uh, there is a separation between the foundation and the grievances. Next episode, we'll be dealing with those grievances. And uh, hopefully, it'll be just as enjoyable as this episode was. And also, with those who are in the midst of the trenches of dealing with whether or not to abolish or to amend or to alter the governments that they're dealing with, uh, hopefully, uh, this episode And the next episode will help you find ways to word it in such a way as to uh, command and demand the respect of the tyrants involved. Uh, Enjoy, uh, take care, and as always, my brothers and sisters, uh, drink your coffee and come to Jesus. Take care.